about you, but I'm feeling 22. Everything will be all right if you rate, review, and subscribe. That's right. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein, and I'm all by myself. This is going to be a full musical episode. Um, Actually, this is my birthday, and I know season one is over, but I wanted to do something to give back to you guys, because this is also really close to our one-year anniversary. That was in the first weekend of July, and it's the end of our first season, and I was just thinking back about all this stuff. Um, I just wanted to hit you guys up again. I wanted to let you know that Shannon is safe and sound in Seattle. She's starting her city year job. Um, she's having a great slash terrifying time. And I just wanted to like update you on that. Um, because you guys don't know. You guys aren't Facebook friends with her probably. Well, some of you are. Hello, Mr. Chalakian, if you're listening. Um, I'm gonna try to make this quick i guess but like all things i do it's going to spiral quickly out of control um just for the record i'm not editing this episode at all that was shannon's job and i'm recording this literally minutes before i'm putting it online so hopefully it's not a disaster okay i'm gonna hit you with some 10 word reviews you guys just of things that uh we're catching up with this year because uh, we actually haven't recorded in a while. We recorded our last few episodes ahead of time because Shannon had to go donate bone marrow because she's a terrific and wonderful, beautiful person. Okay, here we go. Star Trek 2009. I thought people were kidding about lens flares. Hot damn. Book of Shadows... Oh. Well, see, this is where the editing comes in, but it's not going to happen. Have fun. It's a peek behind the curtain. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. A brilliant sequel. Not. Trying to bring back that 90s charm. Star Trek Beyond, the most movie movie this year. Blah, 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 MacGuffin. Looking the movie, a fantastic TV finale, but Andrew Haig's worst movie. Not another teen movie. I feel dirty praising these, but it's the best one. Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. Not even Mickey Rooney and a humping doll save it. Silent Night, a nasty-minded remake with one deliciously bizarre scene. Ghostbusters, 2016. It could be better, but happy to prove the haters wrong. Oh, I added a the. I can't editorialize on 10-word reviews because I always make it 11. I'm sorry, everyone. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Zach Efron wanted a vacation. Funny-ish, I guess. And Swiss Army Man. Inscrutably satisfying. Daniel Radcliffe is a genius. Oh, and I should make one up right now because I just finished Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, okay. Um, Super duper all over the place, but Scorpius is the best human. I... It's probably also 11 because I'm the worst. Um, but yeah, so just I, w- I wanted to make this short, uh, but I decided that I was going to rank every single movie we've ever watched for Scream 101 just because I was feeling like going back through our stuff and just thinking about it all and what a great time we had. And so it might take a little longer than I thought it would, but whatever. Okay, let's just get started. Um, one's the best, 47's the worst, because we watched 47 movies. We did four interviews and two or three mini-episodes and one Screamies Awards. So that's why we only have 47 instead of 52, because episode 52 was last week, The Changeling. But yeah, here we go. Number one, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I still think is one of the most brutal and brilliant horror films of all time. I don't think that's... That could be contested. 
Number two, The Silence of the Lambs. Like, I'm really going out on a limb here. Silence of the Lambs, unpopular opinion alert. Great movie, what? Okay, um, I mean, a lot of people disagree that it's a horror film, but those people are insane because it comes straight from, like, the vaults of Roger Corman. There's a transgender villain, which is not a great thing. It's not, oh, was that Matt? No. Um, I got a Facebook message because I'm not a professional, apparently. It's my birthday. I can do what I want. I'm going to play that card. Um, Silence of the Lambs is just very, it's the classiest trashy movie ever, and it's fantastic. Uh, number three, The Descent, which I don't think I need to explain any more than Shannon has by actually being scared by something. Uh, number four, The Babadook, which is a movie that really impacted me in theaters. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be with all the hype, but I still loved it with every inch of my being. It's a very elegant horror film, and it's fantastic. And... <laughs> I have a an actual pop-up book of The Babadook coming to me that my parents got for me, I think, for my birthday, like, two years ago. It's taken a very long time to get put together, but I'm so excited. Uh, number five, Halloween. I, I'm not as big a fan of Halloween as especially Shannon is, but a lot of people, but I respect its artistry, and I respect that it's such an impactful movie, and it actually does manage to scare me occasionally i think it's definitely not as scary as it was back in the day but even though it's atmospheric like it's a very well-made well-accomplished film and it accomplishes what it sets out to do but i'm not sure it's set out to be like 100 percent terrifying like it's just a great fable it's a really interesting story with good characters i don't know maybe that's totally wrong who knows uh number six black christmas a nut like uh, a prior counterpart to Halloween, you know, Christmas-themed, proto-slasher, all that stuff. Um, Black Christmas, I was so happy we rewatched because I watched it back in high school. I didn't like it that much, but I watched it again, and I realized that it's basically a masterpiece. Um, and it's from Bob Clark, who did A Christmas Story, which is great, and then Baby Geniuses, which I definitely loved when I was a kid, but I have not seen since then, and I don't think I will. Uh, number seven, Visiting Hours. This one was such a discovery um if you've been watching our facebook we just posted our top five uh, best discoveries of scream 101 and this was on my list i'm so happy that i randomly saw it on netflix and decided to watch it for the podcast another peek behind the curtain everyone um it was such a tense thrilling like piano wire thriller and it had a lot to say about violence against women and how that's used in the movies and i was really blown away by this movie and also william shatner's in it for like 20 seconds which is cool i guess um, I'm just really impressed with visiting hours. Number eight, The Final Girls, which is one of Shannon's favorite movies now, and I'm so proud. Um, I don't think it's the best uh, slasher parody ever made. I think that's probably behind the mask, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. But I think it's a remarkably sweet and heartfelt movie. It's really crazy. And me drinking water because it's hot in my apartment. I gotta keep. I gotta speed up before it gets too hot. Um, the sun is coming up. I'm like Dracula that way. Okay, number nine, The House on Sorority Row, which we've talked about 800 times. It's just a fantastic thriller movie. It's not particularly scary, but it's a brilliant example of slashers. Number 10, 100 Bloody Acres, um, the Aussie comedy that we watched with Cassidy way back in our fifth episode. I still love this movie, no matter what anybody else says. I think it's brilliant. I think it's super sweet. I think the performances are incredible from the two villains. It's a movie that has stuck with me since I first watched it in 2013. Uh, number 11, Night of the Comet, which I think um, didn't have the budget to go as camp as I wanted it to, but it's still a brilliant um, 
emotional movie, like surprisingly so. Kelly Maroney gives probably the best performance of her career. We got to talk to her about it. It was awesome. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, number 12, The Thing, which I find a little chilly on the story side, but the effects side is incomparable. Maybe the best effects I ever put to film. Maybe. Uh, number 13, Suspiria, which is another movie I kind of have my uh, doubts about, I guess. Like, I'm kind of on and off with Suspiria. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a masterpiece of color and sight and sound, especially sound. La, 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 la. But as a story, obviously it's an Italian horror film from the 70s, so the story is not its uh, strong point. That's not what they did, but it gets real dull in the middle there for a couple patches. Um, and number 14, Hellraiser, which again, as an effects showcase, is essentially untouchable. Uh, it's this crazy, I don't know, like Shannon and Henry, who was on that episode, they didn't like it as much as I did, which was disappointing. I think it's because it's very Clive Barker. It's very, uh, like, uh, oh, what is the word? See, another peek behind the curtain. Sometimes I forget words and have to cut out like 30 seconds of dead air. Um, whenever I forget a word, I always remember the word for forgetting a word, and that's called lethologica. You learned something today. You're welcome. But it's very, uh, it can seem stilted because it's very over the top, but I find it incredible, except for that awful dragon effect at the end. Uh, number 15, American Psycho, another film I watched for the first time and really, really enjoyed. I tried reading the book and it was a mess. I'm really glad that uh, Mary Heron took over. I feel like that movie needed a woman's touch to like make it less just black and hateful. I don't, like, it, it was just a tough read. It was like just, it was just constantly like, Oh, he's wearing his Armani sweatband with his uh, Argyle. I don't know brands. I clearly don't. Louis Vuitton, whatever. He just listed the brand of every single item of clothing everyone in the room was wearing. And I'm like, after the first couple times, I'm like, all right, cool. I get what he's doing. And by the end, I was like, I'm just reading clothes. There's not a story in here. Anyway, movie was great. Number 16, it follows. Um, I, it's one of those movies that is kind of in that art house horror vein that's been happening with the Babadook and the witch, the Vivitch. Um, I don't like it as much as the Babadook. I think it suffers a little bit from its low budget, from, from showing its low budget, um, in terms of sound quality and like very technical things that are frustrating to me. But I think as a, uh, an idea for a low budget horror film, it's brilliant, unequivocally brilliant. It's the cheapest idea that's still terrifying. So it works. I think it's a great film. Uh, number 17, An American Werewolf in London. Um, it's more funny than scary to me, but as, as an effect showcase, obviously fantastic. I love the humor. I love the porn movie in the, you gotta watch that. Uh, see you next Wednesday is what it's called. Um, number 18, 28 days later, which is, I forgot. I, you know, I just didn't notice the first time I watched it. Cause I wasn't aware of how movies were made. I didn't notice the like super blown out digital photography on 28 days later, which is, kind of ugly a lot of the time it works in some scenes but sometimes it's like oh man you gotta we gotta work on this it, it's like he bought he bought a camera at target and was like let's shoot a feature film and so there's that it's still terrifying uh number 19 dawn of the dead which is a way goofier movie than i remembered but it's on purpose which is great and um george romero never takes his zombies seriously as a threat because the threat is always the other people and i finally like kind of understood what he was going for this time around 
Uh, 20, The Cabin in the Woods. It's just a fun movie. I like I like Joss Whedon's like snappy dialogue. People are getting tired of it because like, he kind of ruled the Marvel Universe in their phase two, but I still love him. Uh, number 21, I, Madman. And I don't just like preach the gospel of this film because it was the first film we watched. I really, really liked I, Madman a lot. Uh, also, Stephanie Hodge, Forever and Always. She made such an impression on us that she, we've talked about her probably like 60% of the episodes of this show. Uh, 22, Stage Fright Aquarius. Uh, it doesn't hold up as much on a second viewing. Um, there's less to explore because it's kind of a shallow film. But as a slasher, it's a really excellent example of just the heights that the genre can attain. Um, and also it's got that beautiful sequence of all the feathers falling. It's a gorgeous film. 23, Return to Horror High. Um, it's one of those uh, campy slashers that I love so much, but it actually does it on purpose, which is insane. Like, um, all the there's that clown car scene where everyone's coming out of the bathroom stall, and it's super goofy, and I love it so much. I'm so glad we got to watch it because Shannon and our roommate and I, we all fell in love with Return to Horror High. I actually bought it at Amoeba a couple weeks ago. Anyway, uh, 24, Ghostbusters. I've said my piece about Ghostbusters. I don't want to beat this into the ground. It's a fine movie. Um, I felt weird putting it on this list with all these other like straight-up horror films because it's definitely more on the comedy side. I found it to be uh, weaker than it has a reputation for being, but obviously still a fantastic movie. Um, just the third act is kind of nothing really. The, it, the deus ex machina is just, you can taste it. It's weird. Um, 25, Killer Party, which is just the campiest movie ever made, maybe. Um, I think some of our other movies do put like put their names into the running but killer party's great these are the best times of our lives okay 26 troll 2 um not as bad good as the room but maybe this yeah it's the uh silver medal bad good movie of all time this is the area where it's like i'm not quite sure where to put these things like in the context of like I'm, I'm, i don't want to put troll 2 next to the texas chainsaw massacre that's just not fair another drink of water uh, number 27, Friday the 13th Part 2, which is definitely a better made movie than Friday the 13th. That's not questionable, really. Um, I think it's fun. It's fine. Um, Happy Birthday to Me, I think, is another great slasher. It's very Scooby-Doo. It goes on a little long, but I like it. Uh, yeah, th there's a distinct line. Like, we're getting towards the end of the list. Towards, oh my god, it's so long. We've done so much of this. I'm going to try to be faster. Um, but we've done so many movies, but I've liked so many of them, but towards the end, we're going to get to like the crappy ones and that'll be fun to talk about. Um, 29 sleepaway camp, which is another movie. I'm glad I rewatched cause I liked it way more the second time. It's very campy. It's very silly. And there's more going on with the characters than there is with the kills because that's all I was watching for the first time. There's not a lot of them, but as a movie, it's still super fun. Even if um, the kills are not very gory and kind of lackluster. Number 30, The Changeling. Uh, it's That's probably the most unfair ranking that I've had. Let me Look, it's so hard to organize 47 movies on a list. Uh, I bit off way too much, way more than I could chew. But The Changeling is a super classical ghost story. I'm glad it frightened Shannon so much. I actually bought it for her at Barnes & Noble for a going away present. And if you want to go to Barnes & Noble, it's there for like $7 right now. So hit it up. Changeling is an awesome movie. Um... 
31 from dusk till dawn uh okay this this area i wasn't sure where to put everything i guess um i liked from dusk till dawn i liked both halves of the movie like the quentin tarantino half and the vampire half um i'm not super sure they mixed together well but i liked them um 32 my bloody valentine which is a great gory slasher in the unrated cut the gore is fabulous um with a great sense of place it's awesome uh number 33 terror train not the best jamie lee curtis slasher obviously i mean she was in halloween come on i mean she was also in uh road games which is awesome prom night which is worse um but terror train i really like it's it's not super gory and it's not super exploitative but it's just kind of fun to watch i don't I don't really know. I have to dive into that. Uh, number 34, Friday the 13th, which I love, but it's not a great movie. It's not. Um, Tom Savini's gore saves it. Um, Crazy Ralph kind of saves it, but it's just kind of like a let's plop a camera down and watch kids camp, which I'm fine with, but it's not great. Uh, number 35, The Boy Next Door, which is the movie that I talked about most in 2015. I Maybe I'm insane. I love this movie. It's probably because I had really low expectations, and I expected it to be a PG-13 erotic thriller, whatever, but it turned out to be rated R, which is, um, I mean, the fact that I was unaware of that is my fault, but I was very impressed that it went the direction that it did, and as far as it did, which it could have gone farther, but for the movie that it is, it went far enough, and I was shocked enough, I guess. Uh, number 36, Nightbreed, which is a great special effects showcase like some of the other things the story is a little weird it's you know it's clive barker it's uh, not super coherent i guess but it's cool um i'm so glad we had andrew Furtado on that episode to talk about it he edited the director's cut and he's one of the best people in the world he has a new show out actually it's called bootleg commentary you should all check it out they just did a uh, a commentary on halloween resurrection which is a super controversial halloween sequel because i kind of like it and so does andrew and most people hate it because Buster Rhymes is in it, but he's great. Uh, number 37, The Beyond. Again, lots of super awesome gore effects. No story whatsoever. That's very Lucio Fulci. Um, Shannon loved this movie, which is great. I'm so glad we found out that she loves like 70s Italian horror movies for whatever reason, which is not what I ever expected. But for me, this one was just fine. Uh, 38, another Italian horror movie, Twitch of the Death Nerve, which I loved the first time. I still think it's an artistic triumph, but as a story, I was, again, it paled the second time. Uh, number 39, The Serpent and the Rainbow. I uh, wanted to do some Wes Craven films on this podcast, but a lot of the ones that I really love, both Shannon and I have already seen, so it wasn't really fair to bring them up, so... We kind of took risks on exploring new Wes Craven films. I like The Serpent in the Rainbow more than Shannon did. And there's a great uh, Buried Alive dream sequence that is um, some of the best work of his career. Especially during that uh, time period after, like, between Nightmare and Scream. But, ugh, God, I'm choking to death. Okay, we're back. Um, I've never talked for this long without being interrupted by Shannon. So... I, I don't think my system can handle it. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow, it's cool. 40, Shocker, another Wes Craven movie. This one was definitely more slapdash than The Serpent in the Rainbow. There wasn't anything that actually actively terrified me, but I do think the first 45 minutes were very intense and very gory, and I liked them a lot, and then it gets super wacky, and it's whatever. Um, and here's the part where we start to slump into a crazy decline as we near the end. 
41 zombie and uh the next lucio fulci film that we watched it that one was it was fine um it the lack of plot really showed a lot more um the edges were more frayed on this film but it was interesting to watch and that splinter scene is definitely worth its notoriety uh 42 cheerleader camp which is it's fun it's just a weak slasher um it's super campy and that's great i mean pun intended ha 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 but it eh, whatever 43 final exam which i really loved the first time i watched it for whatever reason but shannon despised it and she's probably right uh, number 44, Juon, which is a movie I just can't get behind. I'm so sad. Like, I really want to like Juon because I think the scares are so good, but I don't like it. 45, Ghost Cat, which, come on, it was never going to be good. It's an Animal Planet TV movie, but I'm glad we watched it for Ellen Page and for Shannon and whatever. 46, Sweet 16, which I was so excited to watch because it has a great poster, and I'm an idiot. Because every slasher movie has a great poster, but this one was just, it was a whole bunch of nothing. And then, number 47, our very last film, Madman. This was the second movie we watched. Our first episode was I, Madman. Our second episode was Madman, which was probably a bad idea for a podcast trying to get off the ground because no one would understand what we were doing. Um, this movie I'd heard a lot about. I knew about Madman Mars. But what I didn't know is that everyone else who talks about this film is insane because it is not good at all. Ooh, doggy, man. Oh, that was a frustrating movie. Obviously, you got to watch the hot tub scene, but everything else is a, a waking nightmare. And I'm surprised we didn't quit the podcast immediately after watching Madman. Okay, that's my list. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry Shannon isn't here. I'm sorry I rambled on for 22 minutes. God damn okay um if you want to contact us if you want to, well if you want to wish me a happy birthday um you can find us on twitter at scream 101 pod you can find us on facebook at scream 101 podcast uh you can email us at scream 101 podcast at gmail.com find us on itunes subscribe rate and review us i just want to remind you we're not going anywhere i mean shannon literally has she's in seattle but she actually spilled the beans on our last episode i realized we hadn't edited out accidentally. Um, Sergio will be uh, coming on the show in her stead at some point. If you want to catch up on his works, he was on our Sense of the Lambs episode. Episode ooh, seven? No, he was on an episode that was called Silence is Golden, where we did the Silence of the Lambs, which we all loved. Uh, he's a great dude. He has a great Jodie Foster impression. I'm excited to bring him onto the show. I'm very sad to see Shannon go, but it's not like we're kicking her out. She's uh, just going to be very busy and very far away, but we'll see what happens when she's back in town. Um. Anyway, hey everyone, keep your ear to the ground. There are some big announcements coming up soon. I'm very excited to share them with you, but they're not quite ready yet. So, everyone, just please enjoy my birthday. Enjoy my birthday list. Uh, Scream 101 will be coming back in September for season two, and I'll see you then. And until then, we'll be playing you out with the awesome bikini uh, clothing closet change music from Happy Birthday to Me. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Bye.